0: Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More
1: powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. While the famed American scientist, Dr. Millicent, works feverishly to develop an atomic detector able to recognize the presence of Superman's deadliest enemy, kryptonite, which robs the man of steel of his strength if he ventures within ten feet of it, Nazi Germany's evil genius, Dr. Teufel, has made good use of the piece of kryptonite he stole from the Scarlet Widow. At this very moment, a young man presenting himself as Henry Miller has secured a reporter's job on the Daily Planet. In actuality, Miller is Teufel's atom man. A human monster in whose veins flows a kryptonite solution that, with the aid of metallic gloves and an electronic converter, can generate enough atomic energy to subdue the world. But the Atom Man has orders first to find and destroy Superman, protector of truth and justice. As you remember, Miller unknowingly met Superman in his guise of Clark Kent in Lois Lane's office at the Daily Planet. There, a strange thing happened. Even without the aid of the metal gloves and converter, The kryptonite in the atom man's veins weakened and dazed Kent. Worried and concerned at what seemed to be Kent's irrational condition, Lois called a man who operates a rest for him.
3: Mr. Grady, you've got to help me. We have a reporter here at the office who seems to have had a nervous breakdown. Yes, yes, he's definitely irrational. Well, I'd suggest you send two attendants up to get him because I'm certain he'll resist once he learns he's being...
2: As we continue now, Kent and Lois are with Editor Perry White in the latter's office. Lois is making every effort to humor Kent while waiting for the rest farm attendants to arrive and winking at Perry White to make him understand.
3: Of course you're all right, Clark. There's nothing the matter with you. Uh, nothing. Well, what are you winking at me for? Winking? Winking, Chief? You heard
2: me. Winking!
3: There's something wrong with you, Lois. You're nervous as a cat. Oh, nervous? Well, I'm as calm as a kitten. Then, for the love of Pete, stop winging at me. It's driving me crazy. Oh, Chief, sometimes you're an obtuse fool. What did you say? Now, look, Lois, did What you? did you
2: say, Miss Lane? What kind of a fool am I? An
3: obtuse fool. O-B-T-U-S-E. It means dull and stupid. Oh, come stupid. You
2: keep out of this, Kent. You don't work here anymore. And from this moment on, young lady, neither do you. You're fired.
3: Again? This time
2: it's for keeps. This time I. What's that?
3: You're office phone.
2: Who asked you? Yes. What is it?
3: Mr. Grady's men are out here to see Miss Lane.
2: Who's Mr. Grady? I'll oh, tell the...
3: Miss Blackbird to send them in. Will you please? I
2: will not. What do you think this office is? A cattle ranch?
3: All right, I'll do it myself. Why have all the? Idiot.
2: You keep those men out of this office. This is my
0: office, and I want to have it cluttered up with every dumb Dick and Harry.
2: Okay, Pop, take it easy. It's a nice day out. How about coming for a walk, huh? Are you crazy? No, we ain't, Pop. Uh... Take his arm, Charlie. Okay.
1: Let go of me, you,
3: you, you go. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. It's that one. Who, oh, me? Y- yes, Clark. Uh, These gentlemen want to take you for a walk. A-, a walk in the sunshine.
1: Yeah, with the boys and the bees and the squirrels. Right down, Charlie. Come on, pal. We ain't going to hurt you. Oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? Lois, can you explain this?
3: Well, uh, you see, Clark, it's uh, this way. Um, I-, I don't think... You're very well. I, you don't think... Well, I just arranged for you to go and, and, and rest. Well, that's all it is, really. Isn't that so, gentlemen?
2: Yeah, sure. You're going to get a nice long rest, pal. Take his arm, Charlie. Okay. Oh,
3: wait a minute. This is what I think it we'll is. We'll do
2: all the thinking, pal. That's what we get paid for. Come on. Uh, just a minute, please. We're in kind of a hurry, pal. Now, are you going to come along quiet-like, or do we have to make with the business? Do you mean if I ask who you two individuals are? I'll explain later, Chief. Nobody's interested in your explanation. Look, Pop, don't get in our hair. That's all we got to say. Just don't get in our hair. I'll get in
1: more than your hair before I'm through. I'll Wait a minute, I'll, wait
3: a minute. Oh, do you think I'm crazy? No, Clark, but I do Robert think... Grab him, Charlie, it's... he's happy. Okay. Cut that out, i no, no, cut it out, I said. Grab his other arm, Charlie. You were going to hear me, you idiot. Let go ex- of ex- l-O-O. Let go of <laughs> Do something. I promise you've got to Unable to
2: reveal his true strength, Clark Kent decides to submit as the two attendants force him out of the office, despite Perry White's frantic protests. Meanwhile, in a shabby basement room in the heart of Metropolis, Henry Miller, the Atom Man, is reporting to his creator, the Teufel.
1: As I say, getting the job at the Daily Planet was nothing.
4: Making contact with Superman is going to be another matter. You made, of course, some preliminary inquiries.
1: I questioned a young reporter named Olson, but he couldn't give me much information. He referred me to a Miss
4: Lane. Yeah, Lois Lane. A very clever young woman. You spoke with her? Well, not really. Clark Kent came in just at that time. Clark Kent? Yeah, I know him well. Now listen to me. They have given you a reporter's card? Yes. Good. Unfortunately, I will not be able to keep in very close contact with you, at least until Superman is in your power. Not only the police and the FBI, but hired gunmen in the employ of the Scarlet Widow are looking for me. Therefore, it will be necessary for you to operate on your own. You are not afraid, are you? With the metal gloves and the converter in my pocket, I'm not afraid of anyone, Teufel. Spoken well, my atom man, spoken well. (laughs) Now, here is what you will do. The editorial offices of the Daily Planet are almost deserted following the printing of the final edition at seven o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. That much I know. Tonight, between seven and eight, you will go to the planet and carefully search the desks of the editor, Miss Lane, and Clark Kent for any information you can find. That will lead you to contacting Superman. And if I find no such information? I feel certain you will learn something at the offices of the Daily Planet. Perhaps enough to accomplish what has been my dream for years. What's that? To bring the great and powerful Superman to his knees to see him groveling before me, begging for mercy, to watch him die slowly and painfully. Go, my atom man. Go and do this thing
2: for me. Gloating even before the kill, De Teufel, his half-crazed mind alive with the thought of subduing the American symbol of truth and decency, sends his deadly, monstrous atom man on the way. We'll return in a moment to learn what happens in the darkened offices of the Daily Planet. But right now, here's a word from your announcer.
0: You know, gang, you're missing out on something the other kids are having a lot of fun with. Unless you're collecting those new comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. You're going to be out in the cold when the fellows and girls compare notes and tell how many different buttons they've collected so far and swap their duplicates. So... Better hop to it. There are 18 different buttons in this new comic strip series, you know. Each one with a speaking likeness of one of your favorite funny sheet characters. And the best part is, you don't have to send in a single penny for these sharp new comic buttons. Not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy them anywhere. But you can ask Mom to get you a package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Inside each package, there's a thrilling prize. One of these bright new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Remember, that's P-E-P-Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman.
2: (arespace) Unable to reveal his supernatural strength in the presence of Lois Lane and editor Perry White, Clark Kent decided to submit to being placed in a straitjacket and taken to a rest farm. All because Lois believes he has become temporarily irrational. It is now seven o'clock in the evening. Off in the distance, a steeple bell tolls the hour. Left alone for the first time since he was carried into the rest farm, Kent studies the small room he is in. Well, the is locked and bolted, but those iron bars on the window shouldn't be too difficult to bend. I'll
1: fix Lois for this one of these fine days. First off, with his clothes. <laughs> Irrational, am I? Well, you'll make a public apology to me, Miss Lane, before I'm through. There, that does it. Now, to tackle those bars, as Superman. I don't want to break them. Just bend them enough to get out and bend them back. No sense letting them suspect who they had here. Let's see now, these two should do it. There we are. Should be able to squeeze through that opening. Well, here goes. So, made it. Not by much. Now to get the bars back in shape. They'll be puzzling this out for a long time to come, those two dodo birds who brought me here. So. Set straight as a die. Nowhere. See, it's a little after seven. Nobody at the office now. I think I'll drop in and leave a note for Jimmy. Got
2: to be able to contact someone at the office.
3: Up, up, and away!
2: Leaping into the darkened sky, Superman wings to the heart of the city. And fair moments later, drops down on the 20th story ledge of his own office window.
1: Now, well, this is a lot faster than elevators. Up for the window. And inside. I'd better leave the note in an envelope or someone may think it's a. Just... Funny. There's a man in Lois' office rummaging through her desk. Great Scott, it's that new reporter the chief hired. Miller. I'll teach him to go through other people's desks. Give him the scare of his life. Having a good time, my friend? Superman. Well, is that all you've got to say? No, I'll have something more to say in just a minute. Yes, plenty more to say.
2: Startled at having suddenly come face to face with the one person he has traveled 4,000 miles to find, Henry Miller's hands slip into the pockets of his jacket, reaching for the metal mesh gloves and electronic converter that will transform him from an ordinary human being into a destructive monster, an atom man. He can scarcely believe his good fortune, scarcely believe that the broad-shouldered, costumed figure standing in the doorway is the object of his search, and Superman, unaware of what he is in for, looks on. What will happen? The man of atoms and the man of steel face one another now. This is the vital moment. So don't fail to hear tomorrow's tense, exciting episode when only a miracle saves Superman from destruction. Tune in, same time, same station, tomorrow for the further adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.